Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan. Every Saturday morning, it's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. <laughs> Terry takes you inside the outdoors. You know, hunting, fishing, camping. It's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Now, here's Terry. All right, we're back. We're going to go right to the phones. And joining us, Mr. Nate Zielinski. First of all, Nate, thank you for filling in for me while I was hard at work on my assignments. Absolutely. I had uh, had a ball hanging out in the studio. I had a good time. I understand you guys even did some live stuff on Facebook. We did. We did Facebook Live for the first hour of the show. Uh, yeah, kind of interacted with people, things like that. So, no, it was, uh, it was a good time, Jerry. Yeah, I had, had a lot of fun talking ice fishing and talking about our parks business. Uh, so, yeah, no, it was, it was great to be back in studio. I definitely need to do it more. Yeah, well, you used to fill in a lot, but you've become so busy and important, I can't hardly get a hold of you. But, you know, it, it, there, this, we push it all. Yeah, well, you know, this, this time of the year for you, for all of us, it's really people think things slow down in the outworld outdoor world this time of the year, but nothing could be further from the truth. I know we're going to talk a little bit about walleye fishing and ice fishing and some of your events and what's going on. But before we even get to that, first I want to ask you, well, you know what? Before that, uh, people who missed, uh, who didn't have the answer to our first giveaway for ISE tickets, the answer was the mighty minnow. That's what Chad's going to talk about on our advanced day. So I'm going to give you people that didn't get those a chance to win a couple more tickets. This time, I want to know our first park segment. They've they've put out a very unique camping opportunity. It's the only one I've ever heard of in Colorado. And this is at uh, Mancos, uh, Mancos State Park. And they've done something really unique. We talked about it uh, in the first half hour of the show. And if you can text 303-713-1043... The first one to text what that park put as a unique camping experience. I got two ISE tickets for you. And with those tickets, Mr. Zielinski, what are you going to talk about in your different seminars? You know, Terry, we got a lot of stuff coming up here at, at ISE. Uh, you know, I mean, a day-to-day, uh, I, I was trying actually to enter my schedule on my phone. I didn't even get it all done. Uh, but, I mean, we're, I'm on the tank every day. We have some stuff at the Experts Corner. We're part of the walleye panel. I'm a part of the casting competition. Uh, I'll be doing hunting seminars. Uh, so we got a lot of stuff kind of kind of going with that. But we're going to be talking some walleyes on the tank. Uh, we're going to be talking some some advanced techniques for predators, you know, big fish. Uh, you know, put a big focus on big lake trout, big pike. Um, I know on the hunting side, we're real excited about the it keeps coming up i think every year um you hear multiple things you hear a lot of people talking about how they feel to have a successful hunt that they have to have a lot of points um there's no doubt that having a lot of points can increase uh, opportunity possibly at maybe a, a more pristine unit um but there's also a ton of people that are like hey I don't have time to, to wait up. I want to hunt. I want a good quality hunt. I want to hunt every year. So we're really going to build this entire seminar on the hunting side about how to have a great hunt with minimal to no points. Um, so instead of talking to the guys like, hey, you know, I got 20 points. How do I burn them? Or, you know, do I need points? Instead of having to, to plan a hunt every five years, we're going to talk to, again, people how to have a successful and good hunt uh, every year here in Colorado. So really excited about that seminar to, to kind of break that down and again just get people outside and get them out hunting all right well my friend we're going to do so much on ISC. we will cover it over the next couple of weeks i believe that if isc is the ninth through the 12th i believe karen will correct me yep. on that but 
But I, uh, So be ready to come see us. We're going to be giving away more tickets every week on the show, maybe even more today yet. You never know. But let's talk about current conditions. We're going to get some nice weather, and the ice has been up and down on the front range. But, but in a couple of weeks, we're going to probably see that ice firm up into real fishable conditions. But where are you looking to fish now, and what are you looking at coming up? You know, Terry, we're, we're excited about it. And again, we're, we're at that kind of crossing point to where our daytime highs are high, right? They're warm. I mean, they're very nice. I mean, T-shirt weather. But our nights are cold, and right now we're luckily at that time of year to where our nights are far more powerful than our days. We make more ice during the day, and luckily a lot more ice during the day than we are losing, uh, or excuse me, making more ice at night than we're losing during the day. So our ratios are, are on the ice angler's behalf. Um, so we're excited about that. So even though we have these hot temperatures, uh, you know, the ice that is there is, is holding up, you know, for, for a good portion of it. Um, and when we look at the long-range forecast, 15, 20-day forecast, we've got a lot of cold temps uh, in the future. Um, and I think everything is kind of right on cue uh, with hunting. We always, or with, with, with our normal average season on the, on the fishing side, um, we always say that a normal year, so a very normal, looking at 20 years of data, um, a normal year that we are just barely getting on the ice in the front range at Christmas. So that's like Christmas Day, just sneaking out on the ice. Uh, and honestly, I, I think we're right on cue with that. Um, you know, Cherry Creek has ice right now. To be honest with you, there are anglers on that ice. They are catching fish. Um, to be honest, with you, it's not great ice. You know, guys are, are sneaking out there on that typical three and a half inches of stuff. It's clear ice. Uh, but again, with the temps that we have, I, I would use extreme caution. Uh, the North Boat Dock at Chatfield is always a real hot destination. That is frozen, uh, but again, very, very minimal ice. Um, Chatfield is about half ice on the main lake, uh, but again, not fishable on that south ice that's there. Um, but the fact that we have this ice on both of these big front range reservoirs that's always anticipated, it's more just a good sign. And again, I wouldn't get excited about going out there right now, but more the fact that in the coming five, six, eight days, um, we have a base that we're going to build on, especially when we start getting colder temps early next week. Um, I think it's really lining up to, to put ourselves right on cue uh, with a normal ice season that's kind of starting in late December, early January. So real excited about that. And I will say um, the walleye bite this year through the ice, if you are a, an ice angler and you are, are wanting to pursue walleye to start that, that habit or that, that, that technique and you're targeting those fish. Um, or if you have struggled in the past, I think this is going to be the year of the walleye on the front range. We have a couple things happening. Uh, number one, Chatfield is at like an all-time low on bait fish, uh, which really ups your game. I mean, we uh, for anybody that's targeting walleye in the winter, um, when our bait fish gather here in Colorado, and a walleye is as successful as a hunter and predator as it is, um, it's probably the hardest fish to catch here in Colorado through the ice. Their their feeding window is narrow. They're fairly picky. Um, everything has to be in your favor to catch walleyes in the winter. So when all of a sudden our bait fish population plummets, um, it really ups your in there, Nate, I lost you. They're willing to travel further for food. Um, it, it's it's really good for us, the angler. Well, you you and you hit something on the head there, and you cut out a little bit. But I want to reiterate. I used to live by Cherry Creek Reservoir, and when there was tons of uh, bait fish, which there almost always is at Cherry Creek going into the fall, I used to ice fish there for trout and crappies, 
But when I wanted walleyes, I went to other lakes because it could be, not that you couldn't catch them, but it could be just a frustrating experience because you did have that narrow window. And not only, though, you talked about the, um, that they'll move and chase. They'll move and chase during the day, too, right? Yep. Yep, absolutely. So so being Chatfield, having a low bait population, it's drastically going to increase your odds of a successful trip on the ice to catch walleye. So we're excited about that. Even Cherry Creek. Cherry Creek always has a very hot bite in the fall when the bait fish really gather. Now, I will say that we held a warmer water temperature this fall than normal, and really just in the last two weeks is when that bait really fired up, where all that bait came together and those walleyes really activated on that bait. So the anglers that have been fishing Cherry Creek from shore in the last two weeks, throwing jerk baits, casting jigs, the normal walleye techniques, but they're doing it from shore, have been very successful catching fish right from the bank. Now that we have ice, uh, that bite's going to continue. So I'd say the first couple weeks of the ice season at Cherry Creek um, is going to be very successful just because, again, that bait finally did a hard gather. Um, and the second that bait gets a hard gather, those walleyes really get active on that bait. They get a little excited. Uh, so for the first portion of the ice season, I think that's going to be really good. Um, I think the entire ice season at Chatfield um, is going to be banner just for the fact that we have those low bait fish populations and those fish are going to be just easier to target, easier to coax into biting, longer feeding windows. Uh, I think everything's going to be in your favor at Chatfield for that opportunity. Now, as you mentioned, we got some good weather coming up and we're going to be making ice, but some of the front range ice is questionable. If I wanted to head up anywhere, maybe a little higher elevation, you got a few stops for me? Absolutely. You know, you talk about, especially people have, you know, friends and family in town for Christmas, the quick jaunt up to Evergreen Lake. It's close um, and it is a great place to get out fishing. It's got great ice right now. It's got a ton of trout in it. Uh, you got rainbows, you got blues, you know, occasional tiger muskie cruising around. Uh, but Evergreen right now is a great place to hit the ice to catch fish. It's close. Um, there's even a great little town experience right there. So, you know, bring the family. If people want to eat lunch or shop or ice fish, you can kind of really make a, a great mountain day uh, at Evergreen right now. So that's a great place. Tyriol has fantastic ice, uh, has a really strong bite going right now, so Tyriol is a great place to hit. Um, 11 Mile, we always talk about how 11 Mile can, in the past, be somewhat hit or miss. Um, 11 Mile is one of those fisheries that when it's on, it's on. When it's tough, it can be tough, and right now, 11 Mile is on. Um, the rainbow bite for big rainbows, cup bows, um, is going very strong, and really, the entire lake is fishing well. Um, guys, Guys at Hobart Point are doing really well. The whole Cross Creek, Sucker Cove area is doing well. Um, guys are catching fish in Witcher's Cove, right out of the North Shore is doing well. Um, so, so really, I would say you put a focus on 6 to 12 feet of water at 11 mile, um, you are going to be catching a lot of trout. So that bite is going very strong uh, at 11 mile right now. So that's great. Um, I've been fishing Antero all week. Um, and that bite's going good. Those fish, uh, for me personally, I'm starting off shallow early in the day. Uh, so I'm fishing four to five feet of water early. And then the second it uh, basically starts warming up, get a higher sun, I drop to a little bit deeper water. So I'm sitting very shallow for the first couple hours of daylight. Uh, and then once, uh, once the sun starts coming up, I drop deeper and I'm moving out to nine, ten feet of water. 
um, to kind of continue the, the successful catch rate throughout the course of the day. Uh, so doing a little bit more moving at Ontario, but the bite again is still very, very hot. So just those couple lakes there, you know, you're looking for numbers, looking for great activity, 11 mile, or excuse me, uh, Evergreen, Ontario, you're looking for slightly bigger fish, uh, a little bit more uh, opportunity at big fish. I put a big focus on 11 mile and uh, in Ontario. All right, my friend, we're going to run out of time, but I want you got you've got a bunch of events coming up. Tell us about them real quick. You know, we're so excited about the Ice Addiction Tournament Series this this year. We uh, we had on uh, our new title partner, the Barnet Rock Fence, last week on this show. Uh, our first place prize at Ice Addiction this year is ten thousand dollars cash um and again we we kind of keep talking about it it's not a gimmick it's not a hey i'm just tag fish i can jump through hoops the heaviest single fish caught is going to go home with ten thousand dollars cash and again we talk about the kind of the uniqueness of the that um you know a lot of people are like man it's pretty cool in one group, I don't like the, the style. Uh, we promise you, give it a try. Huge prizes, a lot of interaction. You're going to meet great people, and we eliminate all foul play. We can keep track of everything. Nobody's going to be using illegal bait like minnows in the high country. Nobody's going to be passing fish, transferring fish back and forth, going to a different lake to catch the fish. Uh, we really pride ourselves on having a very fun, fair event uh, massive prizes. It's, it's going to be a great tournament. Our first one's coming up at January 18th at Boyd. Uh, everything right now, I think, is going to be right in line with ice, so everything's looking great for that. Um, so, yeah, we're excited about it. And also, uh, for, if you pre-register, it's only $45, so uh, makes a great Christmas gift, great stocking stuffer. Uh, get somebody an entry to ice addiction. And if you're a brand-new ice angler, we'll even loan you rod, reel, and tackle for the day so you can get started and kind of check it out. So, uh, yeah, I encourage everybody to go to the Tightline Outdoors website, check out ice addiction uh, then coming up here in the next couple of weeks we'll also be kind of announcing our other platforms for all of our other tournaments this coming year so at ISE we'll be having all of our information about our league series on all our other tournaments so yeah a lot going on here all right my friend as you said tightline outdoors facebook and tightlineoutdoors.com and uh, of course you can always hear nate right here at uh, 10 o'clock every saturday morning thank you talk to you soon thank you all right nate Zelensky. we're gonna take a quick time out and Brad Peterson's going to join us. We're going to talk to a waterfall update and probably a little more ice fishing. Ontario Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. Uh, let's go right to the phones where Brad Peterson's going to join us. And Brad, just I want to make a quick comment. Um, if you've won ISE tickets, you can only win once within 30 days so we can't give you two pairs so uh uh let's give everybody a chance to win and hopefully we'll get a lot of people to attend but we will be giving out more tickets from now through ISE a lot coming up and I'll tell you more about some ways we might even give out a bigger package here after in just a bit but good morning Brad good morning Terry and hey just to let people know as well I will be giving away some tickets on my social media so there's another opportunity to win some ISE tickets. All right. And we want them to come see us. What are you going to be covering at ISE, Brad? You know, I'm going to be covering a wide variety of fishing topics. I'm going to be talking a little bit about fishing line. You know, over the last 10 years, we've had a lot of advancement in fishing lines. We've had the floral carbon and the braid and the mono. And um, just talking a little bit about the different qualities of each and, and what presentations they excel at. And that would be... That'll be on Thursday. Friday, I'll be talking about jigging and rigging, you know, two of the best ways to get out there and catch fish. Um, 
Saturday I'll be there for the Walleye panel with Nate Zelensky and Dan Swanson, and then you'll kind of be the MC. That's always a, a fun event. And Sunday is the highlight of the show for me. We're going to be doing a kids' fishing event. We're giving away kids' fishing rods thanks to the people from Shakespeare. And I know you helped line that up, but we do a big kiss kids fishing day you know the family day but the the kids fishing event right there in the middle of the day will be giving rods away and a bunch of other goodies so if you're wanting to learn how to fish and you have kids that are excited about fishing make sure to come down then yep sunday be the day all right i also want to talk to you about what's going on right now first thing um we're starting into another split of duck hunting is that right yep in the northeast region um duck season opened up again on the 19th and We've had some really unseasonably warm weather that I'm sure the ice fishermen uh, aren't enjoying, just like the waterfowl hunters. But um, we've got our birds down. What's happened is, is some of these ponds have opened up, so they're spread out a bit. Uh, it's taken a little bit of time right now to get out there, do your homework, figure out where the birds are using to have really good hunts here until about Christmas, and then... It looks like the weather's going to change, get a little colder. We're going to get some more wind in with a chance of snow. And then once that happens, the river should really start getting another influx of birds. And I think that's where when people will be able to really have good duck hunts, um, you know, between now and the first of the year, I'd be targeting that Christmas to New Year's Eve time. And I'd be looking at the river, all the, the public ground out there, on the South Platte, basically from Fort Morgan to the uh, to the state line. Well, it sounds like we got a lot of great opportunity coming up. I have another great question for you. We're talking about Christmas gifts. You do a lot of waterfall hunting. You've run calling contests. If you were looking, if you have a waterfall hunter, whether advanced or novice in your family, give me a couple ideas for Christmas gifts. You know, the one thing that I think a lot of people overlook and is absolutely a fantastic item, if you have a hunter who hunts over water, so this isn't as much for the goose hunter in the field, but someone who's who's going to the river, going to ponds, is some sort of waterproof glove to pick up your decoys. You know, all the different retailers sell them. I, I know, um, and there's a, several different varieties, whether they're neoprene or rubber-coated, but when you're out there on those cold days, to be able to pick up your decoys and keep your hands dry, man, that that's a great thing right there. So for those people, that would be the one thing I would kind of look at. Um, and then for your other general hunters, I really like the balaclava hood. And for those people that don't know, it's kind of a, it almost looks like a hoodie from a sweatshirt that's been cut off, but it also has a, a face guard band. And you can wear it so many different ways. And with the temperature changes that we get in Colorado, it works really good because you can you can bundle up and cover everything when it's real cold or windy out. And if it gets warm, you can pull it down, and basically it's just like a neck gaiter. So those are two things I would say that most waterfall hunters would definitely appreciate having. All right, good, good gift ideas. Now, Ice fishing. I know you're an avid ice angler. I know the ice has been up and down on the front range. Uh, you've got some opportunities. Do we need to wait for the front range? Should we be? Is there a few places we can get out, or should we be heading for higher ground? You know, I heard Nate talking about how the the ice down in the the 
Denver metro area is still kind of that sketchy. And I would say the same thing up in the north. We're, there's a few small areas that may have fishable ice that, that iced up a couple days before everything else. But I would hold off for, with the warm temperatures we're going to be getting the next couple days, I'll hold off. Next weekend, we should be good locally. If you want to go fishing somewhere close, the Red Feathers area has 8 to 10 inches of good ice up there. They put a lot of trout in those lakes. And just, it's it's not that far of a drive to get up there and make sure you're on a lot better ice. So if people really want to get out in the north area, Red Feathers is the place I'd tell them to, to go up there and give that a whirl. All right. And, of course, you can watch some of the smaller ponds in the areas, but they're going to be – they also warm up quicker, too, so you got to be a little careful. I know. I think – yeah, you, did you tell me somebody I, went through at St. Ferrain? Yep. Uh, someone last week went through at Coot, and I was just at St. Ferrain probably, oh, 30 minutes ago looking at the ice conditions, and Blue Heron, the big pond there, is probably 25% open. So it's – we're right there on the edge, but – don't push it. No fish is worth going through the ice and, you know, possibly putting your life in at risk. Well, and what you said about there's short drives, um, red feathers, uh, terry all that are really close to the metro area that have good ice and lots of action so you can get out and have fun. And earlier in the first hour, we talked about some parks over in West Slope. If you want to go drive and do a little winter camping, there's some incredible opportunities over there. But, Brad, last uh, last minute or so here, if people want to book a waterfall trip with you or they want to know more about ice fishing or how do they get a hold of you? Well, two good ways. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Brad Peterson Outdoors, or they can give me a call at 303-829-3998. Happy to help give them information, uh, book a trip, steer them in the right direction, uh, you know, have ice fishing, open water fishing coming up, or uh, duck hunts. All right, my friend, we will talk to you again very soon. we got to get out on the ice together very quick. All right, thanks, Terry. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, too. That's uh, Brad Peterson. We'll take a quick time out. When we come back, we'll have both some open water fishing and some Christmas gift ideas for you right here on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. So is this the Trans-Siberian Orchestra? Well, this is Metallica version, but they do that as well. Yeah, I love that. Did you ever see the Trans-Siberian Orchestra? So, so good. Oh, incredible. Yeah. Just incredible. Hey, you're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. Let's go right to the phones. And we've been playing Christmas music and talking Christmas and trying to give you folks some ideas on some unique Christmas gifts where maybe you don't have to go out and fight the malls or worry about whether you can get delivery in just a couple days. And uh, joining us from the Trigger Time Gun Club is Paul Gonzalez. Good morning, Paul. Good morning, Terry. Uh, it's, it is a beautiful day out, isn't it? It's very nice out. Yeah, that's the beauty of Colorado. We, we, we get that big snow, and then we get the nice and warm. But, you know, sometimes I want to practice even when we get that big snow. Well, you know, and during that big snow, we were practicing inside here at Trigger Time where it was nice and warm. Oh. Uh, one, one of the benefits of having the indoor club where you can shoot rifles and handguns, uh, be cool in the summer and warm in the winter. Well, I, uh, no one can attest to that more than me. And I was, I was thinking while you were online, I can't, it's been a long time that I've been a member there. And I can't even remember when we started this, but I've been practicing at Trigger Time Gun Club for, oh, years and years. I can't even remember how long it's been. 
And a couple of things jump out at me. One is we always talk about the controlled climate conditions where it's perfect to work on, like fundamentals, because you're not worried about wind or cold or, or those type of things. You can actually just concentrate on what you're doing. But the knowledge, my own knowledge that has grown, uh, especially in handguns and interacting, you've got such a knowledgeable staff, Paul. You know, that's one that, that's one thing that uh, we're very proud of here is our staff. Uh, we've got a very friendly staff. They're all very, very versed. We've, we've got... Uh, expert rifle people, expert handgun people. We've got uh, an expert gunsmith that uh, can, can help you put together whatever rifle or whatever modifications you want to do. We've got a, a great armor for for small modifications, sights, trigger jobs. Uh, we've got a fantastic staff here. And the main thing I like to bring out besides knowledge is they're very friendly and approachable. Oh, without question, just really great people. Let's go through some of the options that... If I'm looking, if I have a shooting enthusiast in my family and I want to get those, I want to get a last minute Christmas gift in, I harp on this all the time, Paul, that somebody who just stops into a big box store and finds something off an end cap, they may have been thinking that I got to get a Christmas gift, but they weren't thinking about who you really are. And it means so much more when, when you understand what somebody's passionate about. And you get a gift for that passion. Now, sometimes in the shooting sports, that can be a little difficult, and that's where the staff at Trigger Time can help you. But kind of take us through some of the options you would have to offer somebody. Well, I guess one of the first things we'll do is we'll, we'll start by asking the customer questions. You know, if you're looking for yourself or someone else, there's a lot of difference. Let's just take rifle scopes, for instance. You know, uh, what kind of is it a hunting rifle scope? Is it a target rifle scope? Is it a long range rifle scope? We'll try really try to hone in on what the shooting enthusiast, be that you or the gift for someone else, what is it that they like? Then we'll try to tailor something to what they like along with your budget. And there's always the gift certificate option, but along with the rifle, I, you know, Terry, I'm the rifle guy, so of course I go to rifle scopes, but we've also got the same thing for handguns, be that, you know, he's wanting a carry handgun, he's wanting a target handgun, something for maybe even home defense, whatever it is, we're going to hone in on what it is that you or the person you're buying for really likes or wants, and then we will give you options in your budget to uh, to do that. And the gift certificates are always great in the sense that they can spend that on an accessory, a firearm, or if they're not a member here, they can use that to uh, join the club as well. Well, you know, in joining the club, what a great gift that would be, because now you said that you can go shoot anytime you want. I, I, I'm going to say I do it, but Karen gets, you know, I don't do anything. Karen, Karen gets online and she makes our reservations so we can come practice. And, you know, during the week, it's it's easy. We get in there. We know there's going to be a lane waiting. We know we're going to have ideal conditions. If we need ammunition, you're going to have it. If we need targets, you're going to have it. At really reasonable prices, we can just show up. The only thing you don't do is have anybody that can help me out shoot Karen. That's that's right. There, there's no hope for you with that, Terry. Well, <laughs> but, anyway, no, that that is uh, one of the very nice things. We do have anything you need here to have a uh, enjoyable shooting uh, day. We've also got some phenomenal rentals, as you know. We've got some handguns uh, like like Nighthawk STI in our rental fleet. We've got suppressed rifles, uh, you know, long-range rifles that you you can get a little taste of. Yes, we do only have 100 yards indoors, uh, but you can shoot that suppressed rifle and 
you know, hit a dime at that hundred yards with it. Uh, we, we've just got a good selection. So whatever it is that you want to shoot and explore, we're, we're here to help you with that. Well, and you've got a brand new website. I want to tell people about that too. You've redone your website, and it tells you all about the shop, and you make your reservations on it. But I think now you've combined. You do training and classes. I think you've combined that into the website, right? Exactly. We we do not have our 2020 schedule up. We're still putting our 2020 schedule up for our for our training calendar. But uh, we always have one on one training, which is really what we find works so great. Uh, we've got a, a female trainer as well as a male trainer, and they work one-on-one or maybe husband and wife come in. Uh, they're new to shooting. They want to learn about it. Uh, either one of our trainers, very approachable, very just normal people, um, and they can take you from never handling a firearm to you know being very proficient with a firearm. The nice thing with the, the one-on-one is the full focus is on you. Uh, you know, they take you through grip. They can take you through selecting the right handgun through our, our rental. You can try multiple firearms through the rental when you're uh, taking a class. But you have all the attention. So you, you can take a class. You can get that knowledge. You can get a few things to work on. You can practice those. You can take another class if you want to, or you can just uh, kind of take it, the, the basics from there and practice to teach yourself at that point, uh, whichever you want to do. Well, you know, the best way to find you is TriggerTimeGunClub.com. But I'm going to tell people, if you have a shooting enthusiast in your family and you're looking, whether it's a gift certificate, an accessory, a firearm, a, a become a member, a class, stop by the Trigger Time Gun Club and kick the tires because you don't have to be a member to come in there and shop, Paul. And the guys are going to talk to you. You're going to be overwhelmed by the great selection and the knowledge and the things you could, you're going to find maybe that accessory that's even a stocking stuffer there. Absolutely. Absolutely you will. And like I say, we are approachable. We've got everything. Every person here, every employee here will be very approachable, very helpful. Uh, we've got everything from, like I say, our, our very talented gunsmith to the guys at the counter that are going to help you make the right selection. And the gift certificates are always huge this time of year because you know who you're buying for will get it uh, for something uh, that that they truly want, you know, to come in and pick out what they want to. All right. You're located in Longmont. You're just a couple blocks off the highway. Um, You go west, couple blocks, take a left, go take a couple blocks, go left. But best way, TriggerTimeGunClub.com. Folks, I've been shooting there, I think, over a decade, Paul. It's been a long time, and we certainly, certainly just really love it, and we love you guys and the way you treat us. Well, fantastic. It's been great for us as well. We sure enjoy having you and Karen in here as well. All right. Thank you so much, my friend, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, Terry. Merry, Chris- Merry Christmas. You too. All right. Paul Paul Gonzalez, just great people there. Hey, before we move on to the next segment, I, I do want to tell you that um, uh, you need to follow us on Facebook. We're going to be talking a lot about what's coming up at the ISE International Sportsman's on my Facebook page, uh, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. And I think what I might do, I got to okay this with Karen, but we do trivia, you know, on our Facebook page. I think that maybe next week we'll have a trivia giveaway where we'll post the answer on Facebook to get a four pack of ISE tickets. So we're going to, she's nodding. So that means yes. So that means next week we're going to give away a four pack of uh, ISE tickets based on a trivia question that's on the Facebook page, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. You'll also learn about some very special guests. In fact, there's going to be a Friday evening 
at ISE where myself and another person are going to be doing what's called a, a conversation or question and answer with legends, and that person may be a guest here very shortly, so we'll post that. But anything you want to know about this show, what we do, we repost podcasts, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on Facebook, and don't forget to go to our YouTube channel, The Best of Fishing with Terry Wickstrom. Um, we're going to take a quick time out, and when we come back, we will join by Ronnie Castiglione right here on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Prospero año y felicidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Prospero año y felicidad. They're waving at me in the studio that I'm back on, and I'm listening to the Christmas music and enjoying it. Karen gets, you know, uh, Karen gets upset with me when I don't pay attention. File, I don't know why that is. I, I told you because you only have a limited time here. Well, I was gone for a few weeks. I told you I'd need to be retrained. You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Let's go right to the phone, and I'm sure laughing at me as hard as he can is Ronnie Castiglione. Good morning, Ronnie. Well, laughing with you, Terry, not necessarily at you. Yeah, right, right, right. You know what, Ronnie? Um, we're, we're been, we've been giving away ISE tickets here, and you're going to be presenting at ISE. So, um, well, you know, actually, this year, Terry, I'm I'm not on the calendar. Oh, that's to be right. Down there. You didn't go Karen, to ISE. Karen this... should have told you this. Well, Terry. I knew that. I knew that. <laughs> But you, but but you've always been. I mean, you had some. Yeah, you, you had some other things. Terry, this, yeah, I would have liked to have been there this year, Terry. Unfortunately, I had some family issues that kind of popped up this year, and so uh, I just wasn't able to commit to it this year. But I'll be back next year, hopefully. And the ISC is always a whole bunch of whole bunch of fun. It's a great opportunity to get, to get down there and learn a bunch of stuff from a lot of the really good sticks around the country and here in the state. And uh, you guys always put on a really good show. So there's a good opportunity good chance i will be down there one of the days possibly on saturday um but uh, i don't have any particular presentations on the books terry all right well i want to give away two more tickets yet today so i think what i'm going to do is I, you know i've been asking trivia about people who listen to the show and i don't know how hard they listen sometimes so what i'm going to do is the first person at 303-713-1043 that texts and says ISE will get a pair of tickets. So we'll do that. All right, Mr. Uh, Castiglione, we've been talking a lot of ice fishing. I know you're an ice fishing buff. I also know the ice has been on and off again on the front range, but we all love open water, and the fact that we live in Colorado means that we can fish open water year-round, doesn't it? Absolutely, Terry. And, you know, just a little more than a week ago, uh, me and a few of my buddies we're getting that open water itch, Terry. So we packed the boat up and we drove down to Pueblo for the day. And uh, we were absolutely rewarded with some outstanding fishing down there on Pueblo. And, you know, there's an excellent opportunity right now for people that are still looking to get out, people that still want to get on the soft water and, and use the long rods. Uh, Pueblo Reservoir, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of fish in that lake. And I tell you what, you know, we caught well over 40 fish the day we were out there. Um, we had 30, 30 or 20, 20, 25 wipers to the boat within the first hour of being out on the lake, Terry. So 
fishing was outstanding for us. We we had a multi-species day. We caught wipers. We caught walleyes in good numbers. We caught smallmouth. Uh, I even caught a couple catfish. Um, so there's an opportunity to get out right now, Terry, and fish Pueblo. There's no doubt about it. So what, in addition to some of the techniques people should be um, looking at using down there, what are also some of maybe, you know, it's cold weather. You're, you might be traveling up and down there in weather that's below freezing. What precautions did you have to take? You know, our boat was, I mean, the good thing about the the, the Evinrude GTs that we run on all our boats up here, Terry, is that we have that self-winterizing uh, feature on our motors. So we usually do that this time of year. Every time we come off the lake, it only takes about 45 seconds to run through that. So there really wasn't a lot of things that we needed to worry about as far as things freezing on our boat. Um, and then we picked a day where we knew the weather was going to be good, Terry, so there really wasn't a lot we had to worry about. We actually, you know, left Fort Collins the night before, drove down and stayed in the motel right there by the boat ramp, got up in the morning, had some breakfast, and, you know, we're on the lake by about 6.30 in the morning. Um, so there wasn't a lot, you know, and it was like a whole other world when we got down there, Terry. There was there was no snow on the ground anywhere. There wasn't any ice anywhere. Uh, we had left Fort Collins, and ever since we got snowed on a month ago, we've kind of been in winter mode up here in Fort Collins. So it was a nice little escape. It only took us about two two and a half hours to drive down to Pueblo from Fort Collins because we we left on a on a on a Saturday night and went down there and fished Sunday morning. And so it's it's an easy opportunity to get out. The, the drive down there can be very easy. You just want to kind of pay attention to rush hour traffic getting through Denver and, and Colorado Springs and things like that and kind of try to avoid that. But other than that, it's a real easy tow to pull a boat, Terry. There's not a lot of mountains or anything like that you got to worry about. So now as far as the fishing goes, Terry, uh, you know, Pueblo in general, when I think about – think about northern Colorado and then think about going down to Pueblo, it tends to be that Pueblo is running a few weeks behind what we see up here on a lake like Horsetooth or Carter. So in planning on the trip on going down there, you know, all fall, most of November when we were out on Horsetooth, we were kind of following a particular pattern. We went out there and we were fishing anywhere from 30 to 50 feet deep and we were using a lot of heavy lures like uh, blade baits and jigging spoons and Johnny darters and things like that. Um, you know, when we went down to Pueblo a week and a half ago or, or so, or actually two weeks now, um, we kind of formulated that same plan, Terry. We were, you know, we were just going to go down there and we were going to, we were going to follow the same pattern that we were running up on horse to for the last month. And we got down there and we ran out and we kind of, you know, utilized the topography map that we had on our electronics and, and sort of looked for some deep deeper structure out there on the main lake was kind of what we were going to focused on. And, and I knew I wanted to be in that anywhere from 30 to, to 50 foot range. And so I, I utilized that and we sort of ran around and scanned a little bit some of, of some of the, the deeper main lake stuff, the stuff that's kind of on the end of the lake towards the dam. And we just scanned that area. And the first pot of fish we saw, we stopped on and we dropped and, uh, uh, we had four guys on the boat that day, and all four all four rods loaded up on the very first drops, Terry. So we knew we were on them right away, and that the wipers were going to play, and and so we kind of ran that pattern around the lake for the most part, and kind of avoided casting at the bank, kind of avoided casting at anything visual like that, just really stuck to the stuff we could see on the electronics, the stuff that was deeper, and we were rewarded the whole day we were down there, Terry. We caught fish the whole day. Now. When you were looking on the electronics, you were looking for certain depths and structure and fish, obviously. Were you also looking for bait, or was it more just looking for the fish? You know, 
unlike horse tooth, we were really kind of trying to stay away from the bait. Um, it, it also tended to be in our day of running around that we saw the majority of the bait we were seeing was up on the western end of the lake as the lake gets a little bit shallower up there. Um, we went up there and poked around a little bit, Terry, but we really couldn't get any of the fish really to want to play up there. So the majority of the action we were seeing was in that deeper basin of the lake, and we really did not see a lot of bait around the structure we were fishing. We were just looking for some decent returns that were associated with the bottom, that kind of thing. And so that's kind of the pattern we run, and, and we had a lot of success doing it. Now, we had a fallback plan as well, Terry, and that was we were going to fall back on the trout fishing if we didn't get any of the deeper fish to bite because I know from a lot of people that are online and on my Facebook and people that have been emailing um, that the trout fishing has been outstanding this year in Pueblo. So there's another opportunity to get out right now, and maybe if you're not real adept at fishing some of those deeper fish, guys are definitely catching trout right now, trolling crankbaits and trolling spoons and things like that and casting jerkbaits. And the trout this year, it seems like there's a really good year class of trout in Pueblo right now. Uh, we're seeing lots of fish that are in that 15 to 20 inch range, and we're even seeing some fish that are coming up in that five to ten pound range are showing up down there in Pueblo this year, Terry. So there's kind of an opportunity. That's kind of why we went down there. We knew that we had multiple approaches that we could go about doing it. And if the deep fish didn't want to play, we figured we could fall back on those shallow trout. However, we never really needed to, Terry. You know, I picked up the Johnny Darter that morning and started jigging that thing down there, and I never put it down, Terry. Um, you know, the minute I dropped the Johnny Darter to 50 feet, he got bit, and I worked my way around the lake, and I really never needed to put the Johnny Darter down, Terry. Those fish were jumping all over the Johnny Darter. That's a great way to fish. I do want to comment on the trout again, too, though, because as you well know, because you've taken advantage of them at Horsetooth over the years, the front range lakes from Pueblo all the way to from Trinidad all the way to Horsetooth do grow some big trout, and a lot of the lakes get pretty warm in the summer, and those fish do go deep. And a lot of people from shore don't catch them. People in boats don't target them. But there are tremendous trout, and like you said, when this water gets colder, they're so much more accessible. The second largest trout I ever caught in Colorado was well over 10 pounds, and it was on a rattle trap uh fishing at Pueblo. Yeah, I can believe that 100%, Terry. And, you know, it's, it's interesting. When you look at especially these larger bodies of water that we have on the front range that get the trout stocked into them, it tends to be that you have these boom cycles. And so you may have some lean years or you may have some years where the trout are, are a little smaller size. But when you get into one of those boom cycles, you're going to have a couple years there where the trout are going to be larger than average, and you've got the opportunity to catch some of the biggest trout you can catch anywhere in the state. Horsetooth was a prime example of that, you know, a few years back when we had three or four years of outstanding fishing. You know, we, we saw those fish go to three pounds. We saw them make it to five pounds. They made it to seven, eight pounds, and then they made it to 10 to 13 pounds. Um, that's kind of that same sort of a growth cycle that you can get from those trout when you get them stocked in in good numbers and you get them into these lakes that have a good uh, a good population of bait fish in them, you know, a good population of gizzard shad like they have at Pueblo or a really good population 
population of rainbow smelt like we have at Forest Tooth, um, those trout, when they have that opportunity to feed, they'll feed all year long and they'll grow at an astonishing rate. So we definitely don't want to don't want to uh, you know overlook those trout, Terry, because if you can get that boom cycle going and you can time which years to get on those fish in these bodies of water, you definitely have the opportunity to catch some of the biggest trout you'll catch anywhere in the state, Terry. Ronnie, we got to go, but I think the big message to get from this is if you're not an ice fisherman, if you're willing to drive a little bit, Pueblo's open for boating year-round and from shore, and you can do really well. Absolutely, and, and you know, the weather looks like it's going to be really good here for the next few days, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really tempted to hook the boat up and head down there tomorrow, Terry. So, uh. All right. Well, my friend, we got to run, but Merry Christmas to you and yours, and hopefully we'll see you over the holidays here. Happy holidays, Terry, and yeah, let's try to get together here in the next few uh, next few days or right. weeks here or so. All you right, bet. buddy, have a good one. You bet, Ronnie Castiglione. I'm going to emphasize again to follow us on Facebook, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on Facebook. We're going to be posting podcasts after the show on there that we think are that you might want to revisit. You can always see them on 104.3 The Fan, though, if you don't get them there. We're also going to be putting trivia questions up so you can win ISE tickets and other prizes. And we're going to be talking about guests. we got some very special guests coming up in the next couple weeks. We'll post those on Facebook. And every time Karen adds another uh, show to our YouTube channel, The Best of Fishing with Terry Wickstrom, she puts it up on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on Facebook. Follow us right here, too, every Saturday from 9 to 11. Thanks, Kyle, for helping me get through this. Thank you, Karen, for keeping me alert and awake and retraining me. We'll let the Eagles take us to the top of the hour and sports on 104.3 The Fan. There she stood